Welcome back, friends, to the Daily Davis. Appreciate you sticking with us for our break that we had a week ago. If this is your fourth show and not your first, but if it's your first show, go back and listen to the first three. This is Daily Davis. I am not Davis. I'm actually David, and one day we'll explain why the show's named the way it is. But this is 15 minutes you can't get back. I'll give the email at the beginning of the show because somebody said, you need to give it at the beginning because I've got thoughts. All right. Daily davis 77 at gmail.com you can yell at me tell me what i'm saying wrong tell me telling what i'm doing right or propose a topic that you'd like to hear about in 15 minutes is is fast i don't want to take all your time but i want to at least give you some information that you may or may not have or something to think about that you already knew about we're talking about foreign interference in u.s elections dun 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 Everybody needs to calm down about this. It's really interesting that Democrats lose an election and all of a sudden these people are they're fooling the electorate into voting for somebody they didn't want to vote for. And, and, and the idea, and maybe this is your idea because I, I'm worked in this world and I get the impression that some of the talking voices out there think that Americans are too stupid to figure out when something's propagandized and totally fake news uh, and when something is legitimate or um, uh, at least there's evidence for it. Now, you have to remember they thought you were stupid all along because candidates from the beginning of time, or at least our time, maybe all time, I don't know, purposely make up things, embellish things, about their opponents. This is not new. Now, I guess you could be a little upset if the Russians are telling us lies versus the Republican candidate or the Democratic candidate or the independent candidate or their surrogates, their best friend in the newsroom who's kind of playing up something that uh, probably doesn't need to be played up or is not fair to say. It's the old question of when did you stop beating your wife? you, you can catch the catch, you know, gotcha type journalism or just the gotcha campaign rhetoric has existed and has been generated internally by us for as long as we've had elections. I think it's weird that all of a sudden we're like, well, we can do that, but the Russians can or the, you know, the Brazilians or any other country. When, and I hate to say, you know, what about this, but we, we, quite literally send the CIA over to help with elections. And sometimes that quote help with elections means uh, send them guns and helicopters and start shooting at people far from hacking into Hillary's email, uh, which we knew was unsafe all along or the DNC's email, which and they're embarrassed by what they said. I don't think, I don't know a single Trump voter who was a Hillary voter and then read something from that, email thing and said, well, you know, I don't like Hillary anymore. I, I just, uh, Trump seems like the better candidate. It was split before it ever happened. And by the way, there's no fake news about Hillary. That's going to convince somebody who decided to go vote for Donald Trump. That, that there is none. I, I, you were going to vote for Donald Trump. You were going to vote for Donald Trump. There was no, yeah, you know, I'll hold my nose people for whatever reason whether you support it or not, even as a Republican, many Republicans just holding their head going, this guy is a disaster for Republican politics or conservative politics. People wanted to vote for the guy and they went and did it. 
And I don't think that any interference from Russia or another place really changed that many people's minds. Now, you could say, well, some people stayed home because of Hillary's, uh, she didn't look good. Well, there's a lot of people who voted for Bernie that, that didn't vote for her because, and they were bitter Bernie guys. And that's, and I talked in the last podcast about the, the Democratic primaries. Bernie came in not as a Democrat. He's using their system, but he's not a Democrat. And there were people who voted for him whose values are nowhere near what Hillary's were. And so she kind of lost that. And he, he, Bernie, created a group of people who wanted to believe bad things about Hillary. Now, maybe that's, maybe that's where it worked. But you could have supplied that from anywhere, whether it was Russian bots or whatnot. The idea that the Americans are stupid enough um, that your neighbor, that you, are dumb enough to, to see something and change your vote, that, that it's that close, that we were that on the edge, that like, oh, well, I saw that one bad thing. No, we're divided. It comes into turning out your fan base. You don't have people show up to the Redskins and Cowboys game, walk within 100 feet of the stadium and go, I don't know who I'm going to root for. And somebody walks by and goes, uh, Redskins, they don't give any money to children's charities. Oh, I'm going to be a Dallas Cowboys fan today. Heard a bad thing about the Redskins. Don't know if it's true, but it's bad. Folks, everybody has picked a team by the time they've gone in there. Everybody's picked a team if they're going to go cast a vote. Most of them have picked their team way before they get into the voting booth and are insulated against. any. They will believe and they will... It's annoying when people take fake news and they put it on Facebook and you know it's fake news and they'll, they'll parrot it over and over again. But you're not changing their mind. They're not changing your mind. I really want to meet the person whose brain is so malleable. It's so easy to form in another situation that also makes a point to get out and vote. Because... Voting is really easy, but they'll only be able to tell you it's not. But it's not fun. It's not exciting. It's not gonna. It's not like going out for mozzarella sticks or dancing with a cute girl or going dove hunting. Only two of those are my favorite. So the idea that people are just showing up on fake news, that's not, and even in that people are low information, low information voters are, are voters too. They've picked a side. They've picked a team. Um, they have them on the Republican side, Democrat. My mommy was a Republican. My mommy was a Democrat. So I'm a Democrat or, you know, I've always been told there are people like that. And then there's independent thinkers and there's folks who go back and forth and think that their vote is a cautionary shift um, there was an idea in Washington for many years that, you know, when you had a, a Democratic House and Senate, you're going to get a Republican president. If you had a Republican, you know, vice versa, so that it wouldn't be so streamlined. And, and there was an idea, and I guess I can talk that, about that in another episode, that government was, was supposed to be gridlock. The founders did not want government moving quickly and swiftly because what governments do, if they can move swiftly, is the, is the first thing they do is solidify their power with the with those that they like right now, since everybody's in agreement. The first moves they make are not to open it up so they can be challenged, but to close it down. Every government, it's, a, it's human. You get Republican House, Senate, 
you and, and 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 president and I guarantee you they're going to try to find ways to solidify their power and people will say gerrymandering that thing all all an idea of the Democrats no doubt as well that's just where we are got to have a balance you got to rely on people to be good and not game the system so that system is based on voters voting and that's you and you're now worried or we are worried about this foreign influence and let me tell you something about foreign influence and i went to washington dc in 2001 and i was astounded by a couple of things in washington dc one how many crazy people ride the bus two how many foreign people are there to make connections with u.s representatives lobbyists uh anybody connected they are desperate they come from every country that can possibly fly somebody there companies from every company or country that can fly somebody to DC and they're always looking for an end. They're always looking for an introduction. They're always looking um, to play in our system and they don't all play by the rules rules. They all try to, some of them do play by the rules. They, they, that, you know, they do their paperwork. They create an American entity. They can do certain things. So it's not foreign. They, they, they really do try. But all around Washington, D.C., it's a very international city. It's well, it's, well, so international. But it, it's people trying to get influence, trying to find ways to, to, to get their product, good, service, whatever, um, into the United States or get the United States to budget money to help them in their place. It is very prevalent in Washington, D.C., very prevalent. The United States government has a gigantic budget. It also, the regulatory agencies inside Washington, D.C. have huge power over trade agreements and trade enforcements. And this is, this is the economic center of the world. It really is. The U.S. government spends a ton of money abroad and locally and these people want a bite of it and they're going to come into town and they're going to do everything i i think i think in the end metal elections as long as you're not changing votes put up your own billboards try to convince americans that this candidate's gonna we'll figure it out the real danger are the folks coming in town looking to corner one of your representatives corner one of your or someone who's an administration official and convince them to do something that's not in the best interest of the United States, but in the best interest of their foreign country or business. And if you don't think that it has, it, has, it happens. You had these Russians running around that have kind of and been indicted meeting with everybody in D.C. The list of people they met with, people I know, is unbelievable. And they were looking for an end. They're looking for business. They're in, in. It looks bad, and some of it is bad. It's not murder, but it's high financial stakes. And if you think for a second that it stopped now, or that the Clintons, or the Bushes, or the Reagans didn't have the same pressures on them, they did. The same people who run around Hillary Clinton that are still running around to this day, running around trying to influence one person or another. So know that Washington, D.C. is a, a lot of people, and maybe you've listened, you've gone and you've 
lobbied your member of Congress. You've gone with the doorknob association, which you've been a proud member of for many decades. And you go and you talk to your member of Congress and your senator and you say, you know, you need to protect the doorknob industry. And as many of those folks in America that exercise not a right, that privilege, you don't have a right to lobby anybody. You have a privilege to do so. Rights are all written down. That's not one of them. The foreign folks see that as well, and they're going to try it as well. The problem is there are some limits on what they can do. Now, a foreign national can come in, knock on a, on a member of Congress door and say, I'd like to talk to you about an issue. It's up to that member of Congress uh, to talk to him or not. It's up to them to talk to you or not. There's nothing illegal um, about a Russian lawyer who just happens to look like you know, the, your prototypical Russian spy on the movies. It's just amazing. Got to love the Russian people, good-looking people, some of them. Um, there's nothing wrong with them going in and talking to a member of Congress, your member of Congress. There is something wrong when they try to move money around, give them instrument. You know, th- there are other things that go wrong. Do not blame the people listening for the things that people are saying. You take Trump's family. They're listening to everybody in the campaign. Okay, what do you have to say? You say you got dirt? Okay, let me hear it. I hate to be, you know, well, what about Hillary? Hillary's own group were paying Russians for information on Trump. Trump's people were willing to sit down and listen to someone who said they have dirt on Hillary. Well, in all reality, all they really wanted was some business connections. And they didn't have any dirt on Hillary. And that happens all the time. Happens all the time in D.C. Oh, well, if, if you can get a meeting with my friend here from Britain, he's got a little information on so-and-so running for office. You know, and the Britain person wants to, you know, wants kinder eggs to be approved so the American children can be happy and they can sell them here. And they really don't have all that much dirt on anybody. But it happens both ways. So think about the foreign influence in a sense that it's not going to stop. It's something you have to hold your own uh, members of Congress accountable for. Say, I'd like to know who you meet with. I'd like to know what, what if they're not from the United States, what are they coming and talk to you about? I think there's a good privilege there sitting on your side to ask that question and get those answers. You are more important than them. But at the same time, like I said, do not hold people, don't, they're not guilty for listening to what the guilty person's saying. And we have to, well, we can argue what, what protocols they have to do. Do they have to go tell somebody they talk to somebody from a foreign government every time that happens? I don't know. It seems a little bit onerous, but I'll leave that up for you to decide. We've hit our 15 minutes today. Uh, this has been a daily Davis you can uh, email me daily Davis seven, seven at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you tomorrow folks. Thank you.